Okay, okay. Mo's got a heart out. Mo's got a heart out. Mo's got a heart out. I don't even know if people know what a heart out is. No, it's I just think like they're nervous right now. They're like, uh, is he okay? What does Mo have? <laughs> got a heart out. Oh, got a heart out. Oh, got a yeah, it's unfortunate, but I got to bounce early. Hey, basically, he's he's been threatening us ever since he sat down. He's like, I mean, we can roll. Like, it's fine. We can do the show. But thing is, I got to bounce early. I got to I gotta leave, man. I won't let anybody down. I was like, hey, man, take it up with the audience. Don't, don't even tell me. <laughs> like, wait for everybody to come in and see what they say. Right. You got to clear it up with them, not, you know, not mm -hmm. me, not Will. No, I already talked to the audience. They, they're they're they, cool with it. Hey, I don't know. I'm going to watch this <laughs> chat real close. Are you guys cool with Mo leaving early? Yes no, or no? they get it. I'm going to watch it real tightly <laughs> and see what they say. Anyway, lovely, lovely, lovely. Happy to be back. Willie do on the ones and twos. He's been taking his producer status like very serious recently. And to a next level. He was tinkering. It was Tinker Town over here. You see that? He, I know. He's, it always is. He he was. I just would walk past, and he's just silently maneuvering. Mm -hmm. You know. I, I turned into Vin. Uh, kind of. And he was kind of crouched over and like inspecting with tremendous detail, shifting. Uh, uh, I saw him like adjusting things. And I realize it's another level to it. Mm -hmm. Like Willie Do is not in his final form. And we're all just witness. Like we are all just along for the ride as Willie Do reaches his final form. Evolves. It's happening in front of us. Yeah, we're seeing it happen. And I just hope that everybody appreciates the fact <laughs> that, that, that they have access to such a metamorphosis. Mm-hmm. A caterpillar to the butterfly. Right. Yeah. But it doesn't stop there. Willie Do keeps going. Oh! <laughs> okay. Clipping the mic. Go ahead, Mo. Go ahead, Mo. <laughs> no, no, that was it. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was it. Mo's like, no go-aheads today, all right? <laughs> I got I to gotta take off early. Look, people said you have to stay. I see many comments. Mo stays whole day here. Mo stay. Most day. So apparently you don't have a heart out, mm -hmm. according to the people out there. <laughs> Make it a hashtag. Apparently. Oh, man. Thank you, everybody, for joining us here today. We have a lot to talk about, and we're going to kick it off with Apple accidentally leaking. Apple leaked their own stuff. Shout out Tiberius. Uh, accidentally leaking a massive upgrade for okay. iPads and iPhones. This is on Forbes. It's from my pal Gordon Kelly. Uh, I used to work together on like anytime I will get some access to some uh, exclusive device. Somebody I hit up Gordon. I say, listen, we need the Forbes post to go live at the same time. Gordon be like, no problem. Let's, let's figure it out. Let's work it out. Mm. He's like nuance. You get a couple of views. I get some people in the article. Let's put it together. So shout out Gordon. Uh, I might have something for you coming up, Gordon. So keep, keep an so. eye out. <laughs> Keep an eye out. I might hit you on the social medias. Cool. Keep an eye out. Uh, 
Uh, let's see here. iPhone 14 leaks have already revealed some of the new smartphones' best features and biggest concerns. But now Apple has accidentally leaked a long-awaited upgrade millions of iPhone and iPad users are going to want. I see a CAD rendering. I see an image of sorts as Willie do slowly scrolls. It's like an upshot <clears throat> of the iPhone. You got the lightning port by the Quite looks perverted. of it. It's a, well, I don't. It depends who's looking at it. I don't yeah. think that's the lightning port. Is it? Go ahead, Mo. Go ahead. Is it, seems, the it seems wider. Go ahead, Mo. <laughs> okay. Well, to me, it seems a little bit wider, but it's hard to judge. It's not wider. They're not going to do Type C. Everybody knows mm. that they're going to hop, skip, and jump right over Type C. Never admit to being wrong and go straight to the completely portless. Just wireless charging. Everybody knows this. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows this. Even your heart out knows this. <laughs> okay. Spotted by 9to5Mac, Apple accidentally published a new support document. When are we going to start reading support documents? That's the, talking about a metamorphosis. Oh. When I, one day when I come in here and Willie Do has, he's not wearing those glasses. He's wearing the thin ones. Okay. And, and they're tinted yellow. <laughs> and he's reading support documents, but they're printed out. It's oh, Apple wow. support documents printed out in a large stack on his desk. Uh -huh. Then I'll know the metamorphosis is wow. complete. And only then. I have butterfly fly wings. That's right. As well. <laughs> That's right. And uh, yeah. you can fly away at any moment. Yeah. Spotted by 9to5 Mac, Apple accidentally published a new support document on its website for an upcoming dual USB-C charger that will enable an iPhone or iPad to fast charge while also charging an additional accessory such as an Apple Watch. Oh, yeah, we talked about this, Will. The new charger, charge brick, what was it, 35 watt uh, double port? Mm -hmm. I mean, we already have this. Uh, we don't need Apple to do it. But, of course, Apple will do it. They'll charge you for it. They'll take right. your money. They'll take your money and run. Happily. Uh, we have a number of updates on this article. Acclaimed analyst and industry insider Ming-Chi Kuo added more detail to the launch of this new charger. He stated that the new charger's components are nearing mass production, and Apple expects to ship 3 million units in 2022, given iPhones no longer come with chargers. That is a sizable number, and considering it won't come cheap, suggests there will be a compelling reason. Faster charging. Well, yeah. But why 3 million units? How do you convince me to buy this thing just for faster charging. I mean, that wasn't convincing people in the past. What are you going to do to me, Apple? How are you going to persuade me? How are you going to finesse me? How are you going to shake me up? How are you going to give me the, um, a massage? A wallet massage? A money massage? How are you going to do it, Mo? <laughs> I don't know, but Apple, hey, man, they can sell things. Apple can sell things, so. You just call them a masseuse? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tim Cook's rubbing you? <laughs> Are you rubbing? You know what? You know what's uh, interesting? When you say that, that, when you're getting rubbed, you say, that rubbed me the wrong way. Mm -hmm. Does anyone ever say, that rubbed me the right way? <laughs> <laughs> this sounds gross. <laughs> no one ever says it. No one ever says yeah. it. You can get rubbed the wrong way, but you can't get rubbed the right way. Yeah. You see what I mean there? So what is this? This is about the charger, right? That's the leak. What does it indicate? Does it indicate faster charging for iPhones in general? Maybe. Does it, it, does, it, uh, does it mean we're getting GAN technology, gallium nitride? Those things are amazing, but they have a couple of issues, a little bit of heat over there. I did that one explode on me. I'll tell really? you. Hey, man. No. Really? I got a hard out today. <laughs> Wait, no. You can't back out of this one. I got you hard. had one explode I got on a hard you? out today. I got a hard out today. 
Not before you explain yourself. Got kind of short, guys. <laughs> got short. Yeah, got kind of short. Um, honestly, and I know people are not going to believe this right now, but I don't remember what brand it was. Okay. But I had a Gan Charger catch uh-huh. fire. When was this? Wow. I never told you about this? No. Oh, maybe this is because I was lonesome. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, shout out Jabani. Um, I was by my lonesome. <laughs> like here? No, the so, studio? So they, or? So they say in like the Western movies. And I know, but physically, the, I con- the know. country songs and things like that. Okay. I was by my lonesome. <laughs> Come on, Willie. Oh, I can't man. let you move on that quickly. Come on, Willie. We need some. Uh, some kind of recognition, Will. I get it. Okay, good. Uh, I was at the old studio, and uh, I had one of these GAN chargers plugged into a similar, similar to a rack unit like you have over there. When I was running the studio exclusively myself, mm-hmm. when you guys were on vacation. Oh, this was uh, COVID times, right? Early. No one knew Early. what the hell was up. Everyone was like, you can't let those guys in the office. It's dangerous. And You're like, okay. <laughs> I was like, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, by my lonesome. Yeah. <laughs> over here. Uh, I'm so lonesome I could cry. Look at all the quotes over here. It's, all the, it's from all the country songs. Mm. And good thing I was there when it happened because this charger just remained plugged in all the time. Was it sparking? I I didn't catch a spark. I just saw the flames. Oh, wow. I I smelt it. Actually, that's what it was first. Right. I smelt it, uh-huh. and I was looking around, and I was just like editing, and I kind of glanced, and then I glanced, and then I saw flames coming out of one of these power bricks, and I ran over to it, and I unplugged the whole rack unit from the wall because I couldn't touch it. It was literally in flames. Mm-hmm. And since then, I was like a a little bit scared again, as much as I love it because of the crazy speeds. And I'm sure it was just a one unit type of situation. Uh, But it was. You should have made a video out of it. You're uh, talking about capitalizing? Would have been salacious. (laughs) You're talking about capitalism? Yeah, definitely. I'm like, look at this. My thing exploded. It was always so hard with that uh, because you would. Like having done this job for so long and being at the forefront of bending the iPhone, mm-hmm. like whatever, 15 years ago, it wasn't that long ago, but it feels like it, is that you begin to realize that an individual's experience may not be representative of the majority. But yet, when you are speaking to millions of people, then the perception is that it is the event that is occurring for the majority. Mm-hmm. And so it's really hard to find that balance. Now, in the case of bend, the bending phone, that was widespread. And I know it was widespread because Apple eventually fixed it. And I know it was widespread because when... Multiple cases. Well, ultimately, the um, motivation for me to do it in the first place was not what Will said. Like, I didn't even think... there. Anybody who says I knew exactly what was going to happen with that is bananas because there's there was never a tech video of any kind that had 70 million views. Right, yeah. So don't act like I had this master plan. I knew it was interesting, but the motivation for me to do it came from uh, my own family member who 
Who messaged you, right? And he who, went skiing or something? Who messaged me and said, hey, man, uh, my, you know, my phone, I just got the new iPhone 6 Plus, and I went one day snowboarding, and I took it out of my pocket, and it's bent. What do mm -hmm. I do? Should I return it? He's actually asking me for, like, tech support. Right, yeah. And a lot of people, I don't know if they know this backstory, but then I said, no way. I doubted him. He said, I promise I didn't do anything to this. At which point, then, I, feel, I, I instantly went over and... My very first attempt at bending it happened on camera, and it happened very easily. And then I obviously got tagged with, like, this identity thing. And then uh, Jerry Rig took it and ran with it uh, as far as the bending and scratching and things like that. Yeah. And I really didn't do it. I did a couple generations after that, and I was like, well, I don't know what we're learning here. But uh, things bend. But this one, it did appear to affect the general public in such a way. And I also knew something was up when I went and actually talked to Apple and they immediately were like, can we, they were like, let me have that. They wanted to have the device. They're back. like, give me that right now. Shut up. And then they just like slid a box across the table. Like they, Ooh. cause I was acting like a regular customer. The channel wasn't as big back then. I, I actually just went and I was like, have you guys seen any of this happen yet? Like, I didn't even necessarily say, I want another one right now. Yeah, yeah. I was like, have you guys seen any? I wanted to get some feedback, at which point they're like, we're going to need that. So. And, and you gave it to them? And I'm not surprised. Well, it was a really odd scenario. It was a really mm -hmm. weird circumstance to find yourself. Absolutely. And the thing about it was, I kind of also at the time, I didn't have like unlimited funds. And I kind of also at the time, I wanted... To, to make sure that it wasn't one defective unit. So I needed this next phone anyways, and they were like thousands of dollars. Oh. And so then the, kind of worked in your the next phone was the one I took to Young and Dundas mm. and in public in front of an audience because as, as well, you had entire Reddit uh, threads that were talking about how I had like scammed and, and uh, faked it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which, so then I'm like, well, what if I go to Young and Dundas and just get a bunch of people to watch live? And then there will be no dispute. And I took it out of the package. It was brand new from the Eaton Center. And it just bent so easily, that phone. It didn't, it was, it's crazy. And, and the, the phone is better now, by the way. Like, shortly after they reinforced this, that section, shortly after they, they began using a set different alloy, I went to a, a company called... What were they called? A material science company that, okay. that could classify alloys and could, um, could you can, you can kind of like, there's a, there's a gun that analyzes an alloy and talks about the makeup of it. Okay. And you have typical alloys that like are used in aerospace, planes, um, you know, titanium being mm -hmm. used in mm -hmm. spacecraft and things like this. Right. And... I can't remember what series, I think it was a 7,000 series. I'm just guessing now. But I can't remember the series of alloy that was used in the original iPhone 6 Plus. But eventually, they went to um, a, a, a much more unorthodox, a much more exotic more, alloy yeah. with, more, more, with more yeah. zinc in it. That's kind of cool that they have a, like a thing that can just... And I, so I took the next version because I wanted to see if Apple uh -huh. had made changes. And inevitably, sure, after the, after the six-plus uh, fiasco, mm -hmm. they went in and they made it less bendable. Uh, essentially, by adding zinc and changing the uh, alloy makeup, uh -huh. you could increase hardness, 
at the stiffness, yeah. at stiffness at the expense of potentially making it more brittle. That was the trade off. Mm. They just had a bad mix on the six plus. Shout out Posh Pete. So anyway, I, I don't know. No, nobody signed up for this backstory. How did I even get on this topic? Was it? Oh, it was about the exploding, exploding power brick. Because then, after I, going through that experience of having that viral video, I remember YouTube hit me up and they're like, "This is the third most watched video this year," or some something like that. Uh, and they had there was music videos. It was just it was so viral that I I like everything went through that filter afterwards. Okay, I got one exploding. Uh, I got one exploding power brick. And these companies aren't as robust as Apple. Like, I knew yeah. Apple's fine if I do this. Mm-hmm. But if I start reporting on every, like, my own experience with one exploding power brick, and it's a company that's just starting out, you start to think about the consequences of, publicizing. Like, what that. if it was truly one-off? Yeah. It's not going to feel like one-off if after a million people watch it. No. So you start to consider these things. There but. is a level of responsibility. I guess you might use that term, <laughs> but also at the same time, like there's an entertainment component, which like Will said, I'm surprised you didn't just show it because guess what? If, if my friends were over, I would just show them. Yeah. And so there's an intimacy aspect where you kind of feel like people deserve to know. And so it puts, it's a complex scenario mm-hmm. where you got to balance all that out. Mm. But anyway, I don't even remember the brand at this point. So, yeah. But yes, this is going to be an upgrade, obviously, for, for iPhones and iPads. You can already make this upgrade yourself by just going out and getting yourself uh, an anchor power brick. One, yeah, of, one, of, our, one of our great supporters mm-hmm. uh, on the iPhone SE video. I put a link. There's probably a discount. Plus nice colors. Nano Pro. So go watch the iPhone SE video <clears throat> and click below. If you can get a dual port anchor device already. Yeah. It's tiny. It's tiny. It'll charge all your devices. You don't need to wait for Apple to do it. Mm. Tim Cook delivers a speech emphasizing Apple's opposition to sideloading. Apple CEO Tim Cook today delivered the keynote speech at the Global Privacy Summit in Washington, D.C. The conference hosted by the International Association of Privacy Professionals is focused on international privacy and data protection. Uh, Thank you, Chris. I didn't even know this day existed, but you know Apple has has a real... They have a real hard out when it comes to privacy. Why did I bring this up in the beginning of the episode? I should have just disappeared halfway through. I'm like, where is he? I'm like, where is he going? <laughs> no, for those that don't know, it's kind of like a joke around here when somebody actually has to leave mm-hmm. because there's not that many of us. No. And, and when somebody leaves, it's kind of a big deal. <laughs> right. I mean, it's not like there's 5,000 people in here. Mm-hmm. And we never really know when anybody actually has to leave. Yeah. So we start calling it a hard out. I mean, I don't know if other people have ever used it before, but it's like, no, I really have to go. Yeah. And you would even press me because I wouldn't even know my own schedule. Yes. And you'd be like, look, take a look. Check if you have a hard out today. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, oh, yeah, look at that. I actually do. And uh, anyway, that's how the terminology came up. Mm-hmm. Cook reflected on Apple's ongoing commitment to privacy. They love the privacy. I mean, they, they're privacy, 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 which started, I'll never forget, the first time I saw them pitching privacy. CES, last time I went, they got the billboard right outside the convention center. With the lock icon, the Apple with the lock on the top, which prior to that, we had never seen it before. Yeah. And actually, they didn't even have the Apple with the lock on it at that at that ad. It can't, I guess that came after. But this was, everyone was surprised. They have very little presence at CES. They take this massive ad. What happens on your iPhone stays on your iPhone. Mm-hmm. And people were like, okay. 
I remember this. You're not idea. launching a new product. You're kind of... Uh, there it is. You, yeah, eventually it turns into that logo. You're abstaining from participation in CES, mm-hmm. as they had been for a number of years. But you got this really big ad reminding everybody about your priorities. And, I mean, you know, people did this... People wrote stories on this because it was Apple and and it's been a priority for them ever since. And it's not it's 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 a priority from a software development standpoint, but it's also a priority from a marketing standpoint. Well a, a, a differentiation factor. Because obviously the rest of the world runs on Android and we all know Google's business model is a lot different than Apple's. Yeah. <clears throat> we at Apple are proud to stand alongside all those who are working to advance privacy rights around the world as a company. We are profoundly inspired by what technology can make possible, but We know, too, that technology is neither inherently good nor inherently bad. It is what we make of it. It is a mirror that reflects the ambitions of the people who use it, the people who build it, and the people who regulate it. You know what's interesting about it? You could read that statement, that paragraph. You could read it in the voice of a hero or in the voice of a villain. The internet is no no good or no good. We at Apple are proud to stand alongside all those who are working to advance privacy rights around the world. This is the good guy. <laughs> we at Apple are proud to stand alongside all those who are working to advance privacy rights around the world. As a company, we are profoundly inspired by what technology <laughs> can make possible. But we know, too, that technology is neither inherently good nor inherently bad. It is what we make of it. It is a mirror that reflects the ambitions of the people who use it, the people who build it, and the people who regulate it. I feel like I'm a a voice actor for a video game. You know what happened, Will? I played the Horizon. Did you really? Because my kids said, we got to play the Horizon. And, And what happened was they went, they went to the store Imagine that. Like my family went to the store, all of them. That's crazy. Or Best Buy or something? No, they were at Walmart and they picked up, they bought Horizon, uh, the new one. Remind me? Horizon Zero Dawn. No, 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 no. Isn't it the, is that the one? What's uh, the other Horizon? Forbidden West? It's Forbidden West, isn't it? Yes, the newest one. Wait, what are we talking about here? <laughs> the game that the game that they would be playing right now on the PS5 is mm-hmm. is uh, Forbidden West, or is it, yes. yes, I was just gonna say the the PS5 that you had here, yes, it already has that game. Exactly, this is what I discovered yesterday. Yeah, it's a double. <laughs> just return it. It's a double. Buy. And we have one right here. I, I, this is the mad. limited edition. I know, this, but listen, they didn't thing. conference. <laughs> they didn't talk to me. I played a little bit of it on that PS5. And this is what we discovered yesterday. When you brought that PS5 back, they plugged uh, it in, and it was like, are you sure you want to delete Willie Do? And I was, <laughs> hey. like, I was like, wait a sec. He might have progress in this game. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he's doing. Oh. But then we go into the uh, the other profile, and we're like, well, we'll just, let's just use Start that. Start a new one. Yeah, just, let's just yeah. do that on the other game gamer profile, whatever the hell mm-hmm. you want to call it. Uh, but we play maybe maybe an hour or something of it. Yeah, it looks ridiculous. Maybe 45 right? minutes we play. Mm. And we're going in the water, and the hair is moving. Oh, the hair, 
Yeah, it's a lot of hair. <laughs> the hair is moving behind, and you got the bow and arrow, uh-huh. and you have the stealth, and it's a little bit uncharted with the climbing. Yeah, very paradisey. Right? It's colorful. Yeah, and there's some atmosphere, and it's in the future, but the future has some elements of the past, which is always good. Mm-hmm. And either way, it's a great time all around yeah but you never expected me to be doing that no did you actually play it or you do, were you watching you it? didn't think i was capable of these things um you're you you every time will tries to make like a video game recommendation i'm like when am i gonna play mm-hmm. it has to be when my kids are interested in it then it's did possible. you actually touch the joystick i didn't touch the controller <laughs> You, he wasn't going to let me touch the controller once he started You're going. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty addicting. Unless it gets, like, complex to a point that he needs to, but he picked normal difficulty. Okay. So I feel like... It's a hard game, like, okay, overall. So, so maybe he's going to hand it to me as he progresses. Yeah. And he'll be like, hey, check this part out or something. But I'm sure he's going to do that anyway. Yeah. But up until now, no, I didn't feel the mechanics. But he was commenting on the PS5 haptics. Mm, on yeah. how hard the trigger gets when during certain uh, sequences. Drawing the bow. But also when you have to go open a door or something. It's very right. stiff. It's interesting. Yeah. The way they use that extra. A little immersive. That know. extra input. Shout out Ian. Uh, but anyway, okay. So so Cook is over there. He's talking privacy. If we are forced to let unvetted apps onto iPhone, the unintended consequences will be profound. And when we see that, we feel an obligation to speak up and ask policymakers to work with us to advance goals that I truly believe we share without undermining privacy in the process. He's talking about getting finding another way to get apps on your phone. He's talking about Epic Games. He's talking about Fortnite. Mm-hmm. He's talking about uh, the accusations around monopolistic practices. Right court cases that are ongoing mm-hmm. and this idea that the only way to use your iphone is uh is going to be through your the app store and the only way to go through the app store is for them to get their cut whatever right. cut they they deem or determine yeah. um the degree to which people uh, agree or disagree right with this has a lot to do with the apps that they use has a lot to do with uh well if they have anything to do with development, if they're developers themselves, if they're, if you're a game publisher, absolutely something like this. Uh, and obviously Epic brought it to light. And here you have the other side of the story where you got Tim saying, well, this, if people are able to do this, it undermines a lot of what we're doing on the privacy side. That's what he's saying. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you what he's saying. Well, I know you're looking at me a certain way, but I'm telling you what he's saying. I'm just thinking like um, Google doesn't, their, their app store is not open, right? But you can still download APKs and download apps outside the store. Oh, never mind, Will. You can, on a Samsung device, you can load an entirely different store. Mm-hmm. You can get the Galaxy store and you can actually install Epic because, you know, Epic had issues with the Play Store as well. Mm-hmm. But on 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 Android, you, you, you can have a whole different store running on your phone. Mm-hmm. It's up to yeah. you. Yeah. Um. Totally different scenario. You got to give a shout out to Patrick, Will. Yeah. Tell Patrick um, to wake up. Wake up, man. You're almost <laughs> at the Grand Canyon, bud. <laughs> shout out, Patrick. Shout out, Ian. No, Patrick. Shout out, Patrick. Ian, oh, yeah, but Ian's the Ian's the, dad of, the yeah. dad of Patrick. Shout out both of you. But Patrick needs a shout out. Apple CEO escalates fight over apps. Oh, this is the same, uh, the same, the same speech, different, different source. 
Uh, Google's Pixel 6a appears at FCC. Oh, you want to talk about yourself, Will? Go ahead, take it away. What? Oh, I just switched to uh, the Pixel 6. Unbelievable stuff. From an iPhone 13 Pro. Unbelievable stuff. And yesterday, he was I went off. Human. He was foaming at the mouth. Mm -hmm. He was... I I, was rabid. I couldn't tell if he was infected. (laughs) I couldn't tell if he was infected or if... Maybe he had a bad sleep. I couldn't tell if Apple had driven him to insanity or what transpired. Because there was a point in time, I don't know when it was, a few months ago, where he was like Mr. Apple. He was Tim Cook. He was Tim Apple. He was he was he had a t-shirt. Um and he's like, Lou, I gotta get the th- iPhone 13 Pro. That's it. There's nothing else for me. I don't care. I hate Android. Uh I don't even know how to exist without my iPhone 13 Pro. Do you remember that, Mo? Mm-hmm. That wasn't that long ago. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, he says go ahead all I, the time. Uh, yeah, and you, laugh, yeah. And you laugh at those admitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I deserve it. He's actually. just getting you back. And, and then yesterday, out of nowhere, we are blindsided by... The absolute rage of Will in relationship to his iPhone 13 Pro. He slams it on the desk, mm-hmm. <laughs> walks over here, pulls it, uh, a Pixel 6, which I'd been sitting around for a while, stares me in the eye and says, I'm using this now. <laughs> That's not how he said it, but okay. He said, I'm using this now. <laughs> yeah. And I said, what's going on? What mm-hmm. happened? And he goes off. Yeah. He had a bone to pick. <laughs> Go ahead and tell him what was bothering you about the iPhone 13 Pro. Well, Mo and I were talking about how um, texting on the iPhone is very uh, it's very different from Android. Mm-hmm. I was complaining to you about how iPhones are just very deliberate in how you text yeah and sometimes they don't get the words right and it doesn't really save properly yeah even though if you correct it the next time you spell it it will just be like no no i think you still mean this yeah and um i don't know android just gets it right for some reason just simple texting we were also talking about the swiping how you can do like a the swiping yes swipe combos to make words and Uh i noticed apple wasn't that good my my issue with Apple was if you wrote like a big message and you found you noticed that you made a spelling mistake in the middle, just taking the little uh, yes, and trying to get it right to the where cursor, the, exactly yeah. right to where you made the spelling mistake is so hard. But with the Android, uh, I mean, I'm on the Samsung, just zooms right in. What are you on, Mo? <laughs> I'm on the Ultra. <laughs> 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 Such oh, a big man. deal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's on the ultra. <laughs> yeah. So you go from iPhone 13 Pro to Pixel 6, and you go what? from thir- 12. 12 or 12 Pro, regular 12. Well, regular 12. iPhone 12 to oh. S22 Ultra, ultra. <laughs> while carrying around a Michelob Ultra. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's double Ultra. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable stuff. It's uh, you never yeah. know what's going to transpire over here. Uh-huh. Yeah, you never know. You walk in here on a given day, and you think you know, 
you you think you have a lay of the land. You think you have an understanding. Yes. And then something like that happens and you got to reconfigure. Uh-huh. I couldn't, I wasn't ready for that encounter. Mm-hmm. Anyway, your SIM card, his SIM card's in a Pixel 6. Now, how's it going? Um, yeah, it's refreshing. <gasps> I need to like do yes. all that phone switching yes, stuff you as oh you my. know all about. So, yes, yeah. you do. Yes, you do. What do you, how long do you think that's going to take you? Um, probably another couple hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, people are saying people are saying you can swipe text on iPhone. By the way, no, no, I'm saying you can. I'm saying that Android is way more accurate. Like I'll do a little zigzag. I agree. And it, Android just knows, and Apple, you know, sometimes doesn't get. Well, it. that's the thing. You have to be so deliberate with mm-hmm. it. And I don't know if it's like a design decision, but it's definitely not like user friendly mm-hmm. for me <laughs> so you're both android guys right now for now yeah for now you leave the door but maybe mm-hmm. are you guys suggesting that tim's spending too much time talking about privacy right now <laughs> and he should be talking about keyboards because yeah. all you guys have talked about is keyboards yeah but you text and type all all day long on the phone so you're putting the main thing that you do so you're putting keyboard proficiency right at the top of yeah i should overrule privacy you don't need any privacy it's like come you can have access to everything if you hit me with the with the best keyboard yeah experience you can have everything you can log every keystroke yeah yeah just do that just make the keyboard better wow damn anyway so pixel 6a is going to be an even better deal than the pixel 6 that you're using uh, these are this is the budget series. And I don't want to take anything away from the iPhone though. <laughs> disclaimer. There's some other stuff that I really do like. Disclaimer. Will, when did this turn into the? Uh, I just want to add that in when because this... I'm gonna miss it. Legit, gonna miss the the wallet. Oh, the wallet. Okay, but you can't. Wallet. The wallet doesn't count, Will. It's a whole package. No, but because no one wants to hear about that. Everyone knows how a magnet wallet works. And by the way, this guy with but the Android wallet doesn't do this it. This guy was like a 180 on the wallet. He was Mister. I hate the wallet. Okay. Do you recall this? I don't. This is oh new to me. Oh my god! When this MagSafe stuff showed up, uh-huh. he's like, "Give me that." He walked over <laughs> I to me. It from your <laughs> he head. walked over. Give it like, to me. Yes, <laughs> Mo. I'm, Mo. Okay. Give me that. And he grabs out of my hand and he's like, this thing's going to fall off. And he starts knocking it <laughs> off the back of the phone. He's like, is that what you want? He goes, is that what you want? You want you want your wallet falling out? Oh, oh, you want to lose both things at once? Your mm-hmm. ID and your phone? Smart, Lou. Good. And I was like, hey, I didn't even buy this stuff. I step on the phone. I was like, this stuff just showed up, man. I didn't invent it. I'm Come just home. showing people what's out there. <laughs> He hated it. Yeah. And then he became Mr. MagSafe. That's how he described himself to people. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a big fan now. Damn. You man. converted me, Apple. It, well, it goes to show you that... It's a great product. It's tough, and this is one of the issues in the space that we're in, is it's very tough to determine the things you like and dislike about a product in like a week or two. Oh, absolutely. It happens so much later on. Yeah, it takes forever. It mm-hmm. it, it takes like six months, but mm-hmm. no one's going to watch a review video six months later, which is why reviews are kind of goofy because you got like this two-week period or I don't know, at best, maybe a month. Mm-hmm. But by that time, there's no views left in it. So, And you've already watched all the content because you want to buy it when it's new because you're a technology fan. Exactly. It's a, it's a, 
a tough it's proposition. Really tough, yeah. It's a tough proposition. So shows like this actually help out a lot because shows like this, you get the recap, you get the follow-up. Right. Here's it's a, a guy, continuing conversation. Here's a guy. That's a guy right there. Really do. That is a man in the world. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you might uh, forget that, right? You might see him on this show and think that there's uh, something else going on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But the truth yeah. is he's a man in the world. Yeah. Shout out Soy Tuver. What a name. <laughs> and he just switched from one of the most aspirational devices on planet Earth at the moment that most people, a lot of people think once yeah. they get there, they got it all sorted out. Mm-hmm. And he chose because of the environment and the fact that he could and the fact that it's just sitting there and it's very low friction to make these changes. He decided to switch to what's considered to be a lesser device in the form of the Pixel 6. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a totally different price point. Mm-hmm. Different market. And he's a guy in this world. Mm-hmm. So what is the, where, how long did we have to travel on this train to get to our point of insight? To get this review, to get this input. When did that phone come out? Mm-hmm. When did the Pixel 6 come out? When did the iPhone 13 Pro come out? And Willie Do is still discovering things as a man, as a guy in this world. Yep. Well, we all do. No, no, just, that's just you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> me, me, I know what I like and no, I'm, of course, yes, of course, well, of course we all do, man. Of course we all do. But I'm just talking about the problems here. People come up to me in life, they always get the latest. I say, listen, you're in the market now, let me tell you what I discovered. And honestly, probably the worst time to buy things is right when they come out. I know that sucks because it's so much fun to be yeah. excited and to order it and to be one of the first to have it. But if you are a very pragmatic person, a practical individual, and you're trying to be as smart as possible, leave it alone. Wait. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. Wait a little bit. See how the people that you uh, are around in regular life or the people you watch on the internet, see how people change mm-hmm. and, and, and or see what they're saying after the thing's been out a little bit longer. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Pixel 6a appears at FCC, hinting at a May release. After two years of summer A-series launches, Google is getting back on track. I love the A-series. I love the affordable series. Um, I love the uh, the access, and I love vanilla Android, as you're aware. Shout out, Nefemi. Last year's Pixel 5a was a fantastic product, but like the Pixel 4a before it, the phone's August release didn't fit, do it any favors. Google's original A-series budget phones, the Pixel 3a and 3a XL, shipped around the same time as the company's I.O. conference in May, a more sensible mid-year release that gave them more time to shine before the next flagship Pixel. So last year it was $449. Uh, that makes it a much more approachable price point than the 6 or... What do they call the other one, the Pro? They used to have XL. What's the, What was it? The 6 Pro, right? Wow, none of us remember. I, I used it for a while. My SIM card was in there. They use Pro now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Six Pro, I mean, that's Canadian dollars, but you're close to a grand, right? I think it's 900 in the US. I think it's 899. Mm-hmm. So 449, I mean, you're talking about now, I don't know if this year's model is going to come in at that price. It'll probably be 499, but still significant savings compared to the flagship model. And it's, let me tell you something, as far as budget phones go, I'll tell you what, man. I can put my SIM card in a budget pix. I can live my life. Right. I can live my life. I don't have to adjust very much. Mm-hmm. 
I just go on. You're like, not missing out on too much. Maybe I wish I had a slightly uh, more versatile camera setup. Yeah. Maybe I wish it was a little snappier. Maybe I wish I had 120 hertz. I don't know what the feature set's going to look like on the next one. Right. But day-to-day, shout out Dylan, day-to-day is great. Mm-hmm. And there's something to be said about that at the four to $500 price point. Because if I go over to the Apple side of things at that price point, it's a different approach. Mm-hmm. I got to be willing to go uh, in the time machine as far as the form factor goes. I mean, I have a really yeah. fast phone, but I got to go in the time machine. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see Google's play. And if they can do some sort of marathon battery life, which I just saw the word marathon. I hope Google can preserve the impressive marathon battery life of the 5A along with its, appeal, with its appealing price. If they can do the battery life, because everybody benefits from battery life. Yeah. At all price points. Mm-hmm. Does not matter. It is the one feature that absolutely everybody will utilize every inch of. I love battery life as a feature. Cameras, you could have uh, absolutely absolutely insane cameras. Right now, Mo, you got S22 Ultra. You got 47 cameras. My entire back of the phone is just lenses. You got 47 cameras. Yeah. So what are you doing? Are you... Uh, uh, did you just turn into... Name a famous photographer. <laughs> Peter McKinnon. Whatever. Vincent Van Gogh. <laughs> The painter. Absolutely. <laughs> of course I know that. I just wanted to say that name because it, it was on the if it, it, it was gonna feel good to say it. Right. It just rolls off the tongue. Like nicely. I wanted to say it in sequence, but I was like, oh, he's gonna be so angry that it's a painter. But I wanted to say it. You know me, I get angry. I wanted to say it. I wanted to say Vincent Van Gogh. Is that okay? What's uh, what's in that coffee, man? <laughs> You want to know something? This is it's a, 6 p.m. You want to know something? This is a new one. Oh, is they it launch, Nitro? They launch a new one. Oh, a new one. They launch a new one. Uh, I'm going to forget the name right now. <laughs> of course you are. Uh, bring it back tomorrow. It's, uh, is it, it a flavor or a technique? No, 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 no. It's a new one. Okay. Willie do. they're looking for a shout out for you. It's a new one. What's up, Jonathan? Listen, I'll, I'll, I'll get the name of it tomorrow. They didn't, did they put it? Oh, here we go. It's a toasted one. It's a toasted. Okay. Oh, damn, this thing's impossible to read. G R I C T S T V. Anyway, whatever. Some Starbucks master knows what it is, but I'll I'll get the name for you guys. Okay. <clears throat> Something's is, happening. Is to it you. is it all right? Is it okay? Is it all right with you that I say the name Vincent Van Gogh? <laughs> I'll allow it. You see what I mean? Always allowed. I mean, this is this is an artist. He's not a photographer. But no, Mo, let's get back on topic here. Right. What well, was the? You got an S twenty two Ultra in your pocket. Uh huh. Are you actually Ultra now? Mm, I actually haven't really been taking Egg. a lot of pictures. Yet. Exactly. However, before he finishes, <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> stop right there. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. However. I did take a few pictures in the studio, and when I was using the Zoom, I was really happy with the... You were Zooming. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, I didn't have this possibility before yeah. with the, just the 12. Well, but the part... Here's the thing. Here's the angle. Okay. Here's what I'm trying to get at. I know it's a roundabout, but sometimes the roundabout, it adds the texture you need. Yeah. The camera is more of a feature a lot of the time. Not always, but a lot of the time. The camera is a feature... It's a maybe feature. 
it's a type of feature like, wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be awesome? I might need this at some point. Right. You might need it. I might use this at some point. Battery life, you, you. No, 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 no. Every single day, mm-hmm. guaranteed, you're using it. Mm-hmm. So these features are not commensurate, in my opinion, as far as the most, if I was to do a category listing on a phone, uh-huh. they're not equal. Right. I would, if you told me I had a phone that lasted seven hours, had the best camera in the world, mm-hmm. or if I had a phone that lasted 27 but the camera was average. It's a no-brain. Yeah, for you especially. It's instantaneous. Mm-hmm. It's instantaneous. So that's all I'm trying to get at, and I like the angle if that's what they did because it's also a huge strategic advantage considering it is the one knock on Apple's budget option. Yeah, yeah. Is battery life. So you add all the battery life, and maybe you claw back features elsewhere, but add all the battery life if you can. I don't know. If you can. I agree. Vivo claims it solved the foldable phone crease problem. Ooh. Vivo's in the foldable phone game? Well, you know, they got this tight-knit relationship with the likes of Oppo. Right. And we saw the Find N, which kind of solved it. Mm -hmm. I'd be using it right. Did a really good job. I'd be using it right now if uh, Pete could fix it up for me. Uh, I just need Pete to let me put my own launcher on as the default and mm-hmm. I'll be all set but he won't let me do it and it's so much shorter than maybe your I phone. should hit up Pete directly instead of continuing to talk to him in here <laughs> yeah I don't think he watches this <laughs> okay fine okay fine I'm gonna go talk to Pete directly but the, yeah they did something there's some magic man you can't see the crease on that one Yeah, there's definitely some magic going on and it's not, by the way, no, the crease is there. You of can course, find it. Yeah. But it's a lot better. They figured some stuff out and it's a mechanical uh, mastery here. Engineering. You know about that stuff, Mo. Mm-hmm. It's well, not easy. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. <laughs> Figuring out these problems. But anyway, Vivo says it's gone a step further. Two fingerprint readers. The newest foldable on the scene, China exclusive. Has enough to keep us interested, even if we may never buy one. The Vivo X Fold with a 6.5 3-inch or 8-inch unfolded screen packs a Snapdragon Gen 1 processor, two ultrasonic fingerprint readers built into, well, both screens. Look at it. Interesting design. Are we going to get this? Who do we need to talk to? Of course I want to check it out. I'm still using the folding phone. I'm still not even putting the folding phone down. Mm -hmm. So I'm interested in all folding phones. Yeah. It is a zirconium alloy floating middle plate. Sounds like an Avengers, what does it say? No, it's down there. Avengers MacGuffin? I don't even know what this stuff is. What are you just hitting me with? Engadget? Relax. Then I need to know all this Marvel stuff. How many things do I have to know? I got to know about F1. I got to know about Marvel. I got to know about Willie Doo's life, which is a whole thing in and of itself. <laughs> One day he's getting a fridge, the next day he's switching phones. Never stops. Mo's got a hard out, and I'm supposed to know an Avengers joke. And I can barely play an hour of the hottest game uh-huh. with the hair in the water. Yeah. 
Uh, this is Vivo's pitch to ameliorate the center crease on most foldable phones. This plate lifts up gently when you open the hinge, helping hopefully to smooth out the wrinkle. We'll let you know once we see it for real. Well, listen, if it's anything close to what was happening on the Oppo device, it's already a massive improvement on Samsung's construction. Though, if you are a Samsung, you are currently paying attention and you're working on Z Fold 4 and you're also doing zirconium plates, aren't you? Mm -hmm. So, of course, the, the folding stuff is getting is about to get better. Yeah, I think so. Good. Spotify adds live audio programs and rebrands Green Room app as Spotify Live. Uh, Green Room app was kind of like their clubhouse. Oh, I see. Clubhousey. Okay. Uh, Twitter. What is Twitter? Rooms. Rooms? Spaces. 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 That's what it was. I mean, I've been in them before. <laughs> I'm in those spaces. Yeah. You saw that? Yeah. They ask me sometimes to go in those spaces. Mm-hmm. They say, hey, we're doing a promo for the phone or whatever. Did you check it out? Come in the space. And I'm taught and I'm in the space. Mm -hmm. Do you like the experience? Do you know what they do over there? It really has a startup. It's a starty startup feel. Okay. You ever been in the startup world, Will? I have, yes. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's a type of culture it's a type of uh everything is a panel mm. everything is a panel everyone you tell, wait you know you have your everyone has their presentation mm. uh, wait your turn um format there's formalities to it even though it's pretending to be super casual it's like everybody's prepared all the time yeah everyone's uh everyone does their homework Everyone's drinking your kind of coffee. It's always perfect. No, they're up. no, they're not. That's my point. They're not because they would invite me different people, and I'm not calling any brand out or anything like that. But they would invite me to go to to an event to give a talk or something, and they'd be like, they'd be like, "Where's your uh, where's your PowerPoint? Uh, what are you doing?" And I'd be like, "Give me the microphone." I swear to God, they lost it. I don't even want to tell you where. <laughs> I don't even think you were with you. Might you told me, me this story. I know the story. Yeah, you might have been with me. No, I wasn't. No. And and uh, and they're like, "What do you mean?" And I'm like, "I just go up there and talk." And they're like, "We can't." Are you nuts? My boss is here. <laughs> My boss is right there. You can't just go up and talk. I want to see what you're about to yeah. say. Give me your script. I want to see what you're about to say. And and so my thing is like. How is it, Will, that we have the coolest places to work, right? The most startup y cultures ever. Mm -hmm. The most casual, yo, take a nap in the pod. Yeah. Uh, did you check out the chef yet? Yeah. And yet these people are the by far the most stressed out, <laughs> never taking advantage of the perks, frazzled yeah. workaholics you'll ever see in your oh, life. They're trying to start up a company. But they got the pot is over there. Yeah. The pot is for clients. And no one's ever used it. <laughs> it's just the idea that maybe I can enter the pot at one point when I completely collapse. Yeah, it's immaculate. No one's ever been in the pot. Yeah. <clears throat> it's very loud. Listen. 
I'm not going to show up. If you hire me, I'm not going to show up with a PowerPoint. I'm going to get that out the way right now. Yeah. And you guys better never, ever show up at this place with a PowerPoint. <laughs> you try to bring me that PowerPoint, it's going to be hard out. <laughs> Speaking of, I got to get going. Oh, my God. <laughs> what time is it, Will? 6.20. Yeah. So what? You're saying that? Yeah, you're saying you went 20 minutes deeper than you yeah. previously? Yeah. I actually, I accounted for that. You want to say any last words to uh, the audience here? Yeah, shout out audience, and uh, we'll be back again tomorrow, right? I don't know. No, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. We can get on task here. Spotify has green room. The only like I've seen people use it that uh, have shows or like exclusive podcasts or things like that on Spotify. Mm. Um, anyway, I guess they're changing the name. It does seem a bit a bit confusing. Green room is cool because they have a green logo. Yeah, but Spotify Live is just a little bit more descriptive immediately. Spotify rebranding its Green Room Live audio app as Spotify Live and will bring its features into the main Spotify app. The company announced Tuesday Spotify Live will be available as both standalone app and live stream feature in the main app. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. It's live on Spotify. I guess this show could be live on Spotify. Listeners will be able to tune in to live programming on Spotify via the creator's podcast or artist page. And if they want to participate in the chat or join the host on stage, they can head to the Spotify Live app to do so. Really interesting to see Spotify maturing into a number of products. I got to be honest, it's all very ambitious. I still have trouble with the app from time to time. Granted, that can happen with any app, but they definitely have plenty of talent over there. And uh, when you have the talent and you spend all this money, you got to add the features. Mm -hmm. The features that talent wants and the features that the audience wants. And so I, I presume guess, that's what's going on here. I guess it'll be exclusive to Spotify. All of these talents. Uh, well, yeah, the ones they're showcasing. Like, is it, yeah. it's an exclusive deal with, uh, I'm forgetting the name of who you just showed, Alice Cooper. Uh -huh. uh, you have exclusivity with The Ringer. Yeah. Uh, you have exclusivity, obviously, with Rogan. I don't know if he's going to take advantage. Uh, DJ Academics just did a Spotify exclusive off mm -hmm. the record. So you understand. Congrats. Shout out, Spotify. Oh, my God, Will. Uh oh Let me tell you something, man. Let me tell you something. Uh, this is the best by far. Is it? It is the best of all the Will Smith moments. All the Will Smith smacks. It puts every other smack to shame. And that says a lot because I watched the smacks. I watched the ragdoll. Physics, smack. I watched the claymation, stop motion, animation, smack. Mm. What I did not watch until moments before this show was the 360-degree VR Will Smith smacks you. Oh. You. I'm Chris Rock. If you are watching this, yeah, you are Chris Rock. And Will is scanning around a 360-degree VR experience in which you get slapped. This I'm at the Oscars here. You're on stage. Yeah. And you imagine if you did this in your headset. Is you that know? Will Smith right here? Yeah, that's Will Smith. Uh -oh. And you can see Jade over there. Uh-oh. She's mad. 
you imagine if you had your Quest 2 headset on and you watch Will Smith approaching. Oh, God. But you don't actually need that because obviously on your phone, you can kind of look around and it creates the experience. And even Will on his desktop here is creating the experience. Now, go ahead and play it, Will. Let's see what happens here. I love you. G.I. Jane 2. Can't wait to see it. All right? <laughs> You're Chris Rock. <laughs> Keep an eye on Will Smith's chair. <laughs> That was a nice one. Okay. <laughs> I'm out here. Uh -oh. oh, no! Oh, man! Uh -oh. Oh. <laughs> no, Will! Back up, Will! Oh. Wow! Uh, Will Smith is Oh, man! <laughs> <laughs> That's very immersive there. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's it's animated too. I'm going to, okay? Wow. <laughs> I can, oh, okay. Wow, that's uh, <laughs> now. Wow, that's awesome. This went out. Um, this went out. Oh, here the rock saves you in 360 <laughs> VR. <laughs> Why are they in space? Because the rock is like superhero status. Oh, anyway, they're in Mars. This went up. 11 days ago, I think it was April 1st. And look at that 7.7 .7 million views. That is, that's the internet. That's the, that is yeah, incredible to see the speed and pace. So shout out MVR on YouTube. Uh, shout out Jameson as well. And it's just, it, it actually changes the experience, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Of what it feels like to get smacked. Cause you might, you watch it. <laughs> And you know what's going to happen. But then to yeah. see it happen in your face gives it a whole new texture of uh, intensity. Mm -hmm. like, oh, God, he's approaching me. There's going to be entire uh, horror games where Will Smith is the villain. Mm -hmm. And he only uh, slaps and he's around every corner. Yeah. But it's amazing to put it together. Uh, wow, good job. In VR, in 360. Do you want to do the rock one real quick? Okay. Let's just do a quick rock because we need the rock to respond. Everyone wanted the rock to save us. Now, this one's pretty cool. We're definitely on Mars. You're moving around. And you're breaking your own computer here in this experience. Where's the rock? You, you better look around, man. He might be behind you. Oh, hold on. Let me bring down the uh, 4K. 4K. 60. Right Good Lord. You got to appreciate the resolution. There's an eagle there. Whoa. These experiences are immersive, to say the least. Whoa, it just got super dark. You're, you're damn right it got dark. Woo! What's going on? What's interesting is... <laughs> Where's that, Will Smith? Well, The Rock is going to save you. Okay. <laughs> what? What's happening? Did I... Oh my God! Will Smith is coming oh, 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 from my, the shadows. Oh my God! Oh my God! Will, be careful, dude. Oh, jeez! Why is he so I, tall? I told you. I told you. Uh oh, wait, hold on. I think it's lagging. Well, you gotta go down further, man. You don't need fourteen forty. Get to seven twenty. <laughs> We just got to make the point here. Okay, go forward like a little bit now. Yeah, right there. Let it, let it, 
load the lower resolution. This is a huge world, right? Because it's 360 VR. It's, this is true. It's loading all the way around you. Will, don't you dare. We can't lose at this moment. He just approached. I'm going to refresh. You got to refresh in a lower res. Here we go. Here we go. Yes. Oh, my God. Terrifying. God. <gasps> oh, he's winding up. Oh. oh. <laughs> Did you just step on Will Smith? <laughs> what? I see his legs. Oh, he's picking me up. Well, he saved you. He's wearing the Green Lantern costume. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Oh, the eagle landed on his shoulder. <laughs> his eyes are red. Oh, he dropped me. Okay, we'll take it, man. <laughs> you were about to get smacked, and instead, Will's, Where's Will's, uh, uh, I don't know. I feel like Will might have gone with him. He may have taken him. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, this is incredible stuff. So, I feel that, I mean, the world, Did you enjoy the world needed to know about this, and you got to go check out the channel, MVR, shout out, MVR. Uh, the slap heard around the world. It's not over yet. Mm. It's definitely not over yet. No. So. Meta will charge creators fees of up to 47.5% to sell virtual wares in its metaverse. That's not a good sign. That makes Apple's 30 look like nada. Is he slapping himself here? What is he doing? Oh my god, are we going... No, I feel like he's more like summoning. Okay. He's summoning his skeleton VR self. God, oh. who knows what he's... Who knows what's going on over there? Meta. Tight pants. Well. What? <laughs> Why? It's true. It's a tight it's jean. Tight. Is that a real model of him? Is he that developed over there? <laughs> I I think so. Or is that enhanced? It looks pretty. Oh, yeah. It probably is enhanced. It feel like an enhancement. Uh, well, listen. You're having arguments right now over app stores. You're having arguments right now over 30 points. You're having arguments about the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. And all of a sudden you think just because it's a meta store inside a metaverse, you go to 50% or 47.5. Did Apple start with 30% always? I think it's always been 30. They made a few hmm. exceptions like Netflix. And then that's why people got pissed. They were like, oh, wait a sec. This, this whole thing's opening up. Um, but 47.5, it just feels off. I can't imagine developers are happy about that. Mm -hmm. A meta executive said the company's fees amounted to a pretty competitive rate. I don't know what are they referencing. Uh, your in-game, your in-game stuff, your add-ons and stuff. Forty-seven. But what are they referencing? Because the other app stores aren't doing it. Uh, Meta will charge creators fees up to forty-seven point five. Sell virtual wares in the metaverse. In a blog post Monday, Meta said it's testing virtual sales inside a metaverse platform, Horizon Worlds. Creators will be able to sell things like fashion accessories for users, avatars, and exclusive access to parts of their customized virtual worlds. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg previously criticized Apple for charging developers 30% for purchases made via the App Store in-app purchases, obviously. Uh, he said, as we build for the metaverse, we're focused on unlocking opportunities for creators to make money from their work. The 30% fees that Apple takes on transactions make it harder to do that. So we're updating our subscriptions product so now creators can earn more. Okay, this is something that he said in the past. 
Oh, Meta charges a platform fee of 30 points for sales made on MetaQuest, its virtual reality system. On top of that, Horizon World's Meta's a metaverse system charges another 25% sales fee. Well, this is how you're getting all the way up to 47.5. It's multiple charges over here. I'm guessing the uh, reality system is free. It's something that you use, and then if you want to accessorize, there's a fee to purchase. Things. Well, because you got, if you're going to keep doing it, you got to make money at some point. Yeah. But, but look at this math. If the creator sells an item for $1, then the MetaQuest store fee is $0.30. Cents. The Horizon platform fee would be $0.17, cents, leaving $0.53 cents for the creator before tax. It's not looking good. No, it's not. It's not it's, and this is one of the, th the ways in which the metaverse is going to become fragmented mm. because it's going to be competitive and people are going to be like, I don't want to give up the 50 points or whatever. Now, maybe they're looking at more of a YouTube model, and they're like, if we're early enough and we're dominant enough, because you know what YouTube did with the partner program, they did 55, 45. Mm -hmm. 55 for the creator, mm -hmm. 45. This is not that far from that. But it's just, it feels a little bit less like ad sales and a little bit more uh, like app store to me because you're selling a virtual good. Yes. You're not selling an ad. Mm -hmm. And so rates are kind of different over here, but... I mean, I got to see what the reaction is to it, but I can't imagine getting too excited. Granted, some companies are big enough to turn a profit on something like that. Sure. They'll figure out ways to turn a profit on something like that. The company said Monday that only a handful of creators would be trialing the virtual sales feature for now. So I guess you're in Horizon Worlds and then you make some type of sweatshirt or something and then you sell it to people for a dollar. And, and uh, next thing you know, you're rich. Yeah, I'm guessing a lot of like um, NFT projects will maybe join Meta mm. and uh, get their exclusive content in there. Uh, where are you at on the uh, on the NFT scale? Shout out Turner. Where are you at on NFT scale uh, from zero to 10? I know it varies for you from day to day. 10 being what, anger? Uh, no, no, 10 would be hot. Love NFTs. NFTs oh. make the world go round. Mr. NFT, Willie NFT. And then obviously a one is like. Oh. Man, like I, I don't like the NFT space right now, but I could see the potential in it. In the uh, we're going to need to know right now. Um, maybe uh, I'm going to say a four. Okay, good. We're going to check in. We're going to check in, sure, with yeah. you in the future. Okay. See if it turns around. Trying to buy a micro SD card proved to me that Amazon is becoming a scammer's paradise. Well, certainly buying SD cards. There's a lot of fraudulent SD cards over there. I've known this for a while. Mm -hmm. Fraudulent SD cards in general, not just on Amazon. Yes. Uh, I think it was one of the reasons that Nike originally was pissed and, and eventually ended up leaving Amazon completely. Mm. There were knockoff sneakers and things like this. It's... The marketplace is so vast and difficult to police. Uh, but anytime this happens to you, you're going to be, it's going to sting different. It's going to hit different. It's going to sting different. You know what's different? interesting? Well, it, it, I combined. I said, I, I want to say it's going to sting, but sting different. I think I co-opted, like mm -hmm. I absorbed the, the, the uh, saying of hit different. 
and I, I, I found the negative equivalent because hit different means good. Sting different is the same but bad. Like mm-hmm. yesterday we were talking about two thumbs up versus two thumbs down. Sting different and hit different on each edge of the spectrum. Yeah. Because um, like if somebody tells you, if you tell me, yo, I got scammed on Amazon, I'm like, damn, that Sting. Like to me, like I don't like it. Mm-hmm. But then it stings you different because it hits you right in the wallet. Mm, it's like another layer. It's another level to it. Yeah. That's all. I get it. So anyway, what happened over here? Is it exactly what we expect? Um, Last week, and I attempted to buy a micro SD card from my Steam Deck from Amazon. Yeah, you're going to need one of those. Games are enormous, and the storage isn't great on those things. Okay, that's not the most interesting start to any story you've probably read, but what should have been a quick and easy search and purchase instead turned into a rather demoralizing experience, and one which made me realize how bad the situation with scam products on Amazon has become. Mm-hmm. When you search for micro SD cards, the results... Mix cards from well-known brands with unbranded cards that have prices and capacities that seem too good to be true and sadly are. This scam has been going on forever. Like a five terabyte SD card. And you're like, really? And then mm-hmm. you order it and it's formatted 20 gigs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to really check. Is it like a resale thing? What do you mean? I mean, to, to all parties involved, it looks like what it is. And you can't expect the retailer to unbox and test, test every one. single thing. And it looks like what it is because ultimately, whether it's real or fake, or I should say whether it is the product it claims to be, comes mm-hmm. down to a stupid sticker, a label, mm-hmm. whatever the number it says, if it's 128 or. So in this case, I guess you're, you're you know, you got to make sure you're not buying from a third party seller on Amazon for mm-hmm. one step one, if possible. And then you're looking for certain brands, but yeah, it's out of control. Um, you have some cards promising one terabyte of storage for the same price as 64 gigs. Obviously mm-hmm. not real. This is the kind of thing online where too good to be true. Uh, this is like a healthy, healthy amount of skepticism. Mm-hmm. Don't think you're experiencing a magic moment in which you're going to get the best deal ever in SD cards. And it just so happened to find you. Yeah. A little bit of skepticism helps you look in, helps you see a couple of red flags and avoid. And SD cards are just like little bits of plastic. Very easy to transport. It's not very hard, you know. Look at the post. Look at the listing over there. Uh, That's what it looks like. You see? 26 bucks. Yeah, these things are tiny. And you see how they did the colors? The same as SanDisk. Right. Right, but it just says memory memory card. card. (laughs) It just says memory card, but you're like, you feel like you're looking at a... Sand disk, and you're like 20, uh-huh. 26 for uh, one terabyte micro SD. Let's go. And then, you know, your uh, excitement gets the better of you, and you're checking out the cart, and then you're doomed and you're dead. Mm-hmm. So don't do that. Now, as you can see, in some cases, you can catch a review that can warn you and help you out. But I presume people want Amazon to do more in this case. And Amazon's a big company. Maybe they can. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe they can ban people quicker or something like this. But I I really think that this scam is going to be a tough one to weed out because this, this scam will go from Amazon to eBay. It'll go into the third-party sellers on Best Buy. It'll go into the third-party sellers on um, everywhere. Walmart. It'll find a way. Mm-hmm. But uh, re- you want to go to a reputable retailer ideally not a reseller on one of those sites that's step one and uh 
and then make sure you're getting the brand that it, that you think you're getting and that you're paying the price you should be paying. Do a price comparison to recognize that, oh, this is too good to be true. Leave it alone. For sure. Sony goes big on Epic Games with a whopping $1 billion investment. It's the PlayStation Maker's third major investment in the company behind Unreal. Third major investment. They just keep pumping billies. Mm -hmm. Why are they showing uh, my game? This is the Fortnite uh, skin. Oh. Yeah, with you, Aloy. You talking you talk, you talk about a crossover? Yeah. Hmm. It really looks like it. The graphics. No, I know. Fortnite just I know, but why does, why does everything have to be Fortnite? You might be in Fortnite. I'm probably too. in Fortnite. Yeah. Wow. You, I mean, you got to respect what they did with Fortnite to be. Yeah. Have people play. All these IPs. Good Lord. Play the thing for that long. I'll make all those deals. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, Epic is a big company. You wonder how many people at Epic just permanently and exclusively work on Fortnite. Mm -hmm. The number, the sheer number of humans, because it's, you know, trying to put together deals and things and then the uh, development team having to implement those things and then maintenance, keeping things working the way they're supposed to do and other fixes and updates. And, <sighs> and they also have Unreal, the engine. Oh, they got a lot going on. You know, Epic Games recently announced a new an epic new wave of fundraising. Notable both for the $2 billion it's pulled in and for an eye-raising firm. Present among the leading partners, Sony. The makers of PlayStation VR have invested a cool $1 billy in Epic to further the development of new digital fan experiences and the metaverse. Today's news comes fresh on the heels of Epic showing off some impressive new tech. Last week, Epic Games hosted a showcase for the release of Unreal 5, the latest iteration of its powerful 3D rendering engine featuring a number of high-profile developers, including The Coalition, Microsoft-owned studio known for the Gears games, and CD Projekt Red, who's developing the next Witcher game in Unreal 5. As for stuff you can actually get your hands on today, Unreal 5 was used to create The Matrix Awakens tech demo, which you were goofing with. Mm-hmm. And that's for PS5 and Xbox Series XS with graphics so real looking, some people were like, whoa, I can't tell what's real or not. Man. I don't know if that's what you said to me, but definitely looked really cool. Mm. If you haven't seen it yet, go give it a peek. So I guess in 2020, Sony gave Epic $250 million, and then another $200 million, and then a billion. So they're betting big. This partnership could lead to some pretty amazing things on the PlayStation. Do you think it's a, also a way for Sony to compete with Microsoft um, since they bought Activision Blizzard? Yes, of course, absolutely. But more importantly, if they're talking metaverse, then they're competing with everybody, everybody who sure. wants your time. Uh, the thing about this metaverse proposal, Will, is that there's a whole ecosystem around it, much in the same way that you got youngsters that their default operating system is Fortnite. Just find me in Fortnite mm -hmm. or COD or whatever. If you become the metaverse that an individual invests in, in other words, their wares and skins and progress and friends, and if it happens to be in yours, then there might not be all that much room for all these other ones. Now, how is someone going to decide? Well, you're going to need... A teams that are capable of putting together the types of experiences which are the most compelling. Mm -hmm. And if you had to make an argument right now over who has effectively engaged the public in virtual worlds, I mean, you got to put Epic near the top, dude. 
Oh, yeah, definitely. You got to put Epic near the top. And Activision is another one who has had success in this space. And so the makers of technology, the makers of hardware, they got to look at this and say, okay, we're going to keep selling these things into the, into the future. We're going to have to compete on a level where uh, these virtual experiences are going to be the one that people choose. Mm. The one that people choose. Shout out, Mal. Yeah, and it really is going to be one. Well, it will be. It won't be one total. It will be one for you. That's the most suitable. I feel like it's going to be one for everyone. Kind of like well, Fortnite right now. I mean, there's Warzone and no, no. I, Apex. I think there could stuff. be dominant metaverses. Yes, clear dominant. But ultimately, what's going to matter is where your investments are, mm-hmm. where your investments like, live. Uh, our NFTs, where they lie? Well, NFTs, I mean, the hope with NFTs is that they're somewhat interchangeable. That they In can, different, uh, that they like can, virtual worlds. That they can move across. Yeah. I mean, interoperable. Like, that would be the dream with NFTs. But maybe there's a metaverse equivalent of that. But if you look at these investments and the companies involved, I don't see it. It seems to me that... We are looking at a land of exclusives, much in the way that games used to have, like, important exclusives for game consoles would uh, trigger a person's decision-making as far as which one was right for them. Mm. This would be a more advanced version of that, where, because it's just so difficult to unlock all the progress. Mm. It's so difficult to take it with you, on purpose, of course, that you've put all these hours in, you have all this representative progress... That's the reason you don't want to leave. That's why yeah. people are playing games so much longer than they ever would if the game structure had remained the same mm-hmm. and it didn't have all these extra elements. So, But I, I got to believe that Sony's got a big-time shot now with this really tight relationship with Epic. It's a big-time mm-hmm. shot, man. Um, did, did you come across this? Twitch streamer goes viral for turning their bedroom into a literal rave with pyro and lasers. I absolutely did not come across this. <laughs> That looks like an insane scenario. Yes, he made his room a rave, technically. 15-year-old Twitch streamer, Crossmouse, has gone atmospherically viral with a clip from his chaotic live streams reaching millions of people in a handful of hours. And people party with him. 14-year-old throws a rave every time he gets killed in a game. Well, that's uh, happening quite frequently. Let's see what happens here. So, oh, there we go. <laughs> it's a pretty small room, too. And there's lasers everywhere. It's very cool. Whoa. So the lasers is one thing. Yeah. The music is one thing. Yes. The flames are something else. Uh-huh. Right? If your 15-year-old was launching the flames in the room, had the pyro going, you might be concerned. Yes. PJ claimed to have uh, been killed by Crossmouse in a casual game of Modern Warfare 2. Seeing a gamer tag with the Twitch name in it, PJ checked out the stream and clipped the Unreal video. In undeniably German fashion, the 15-year-old DJ hosts raves in what appear to be the family basement. Equipped with pyrotechnics, lasers, smoke machines, and a microphone, the videos are fresh out of every neighbor's worst nightmare. Mm-hmm. Uh, users on Twitter have reached in massive numbers to the infectious flailings of the DJ with comments in support of the rare display. So he's picking up steam here. Mm-hmm. He's uh, getting some attention for this. And it's really hard when you're just on a web... Oh, boy, that's loud. Uh, sorry. When you're just on a webcam 
and you're trying to make things entertaining, yeah, uh, uh, flames are a way that you can do that instantly. Mm -hmm. I also like the fact that the flames are on some type of mixer. Kind of yes. kind of reminds me of you. <laughs> yeah, with uh, my uh, stream deck. I mean, I feel like this could be you. I mean, I, d I don't mind having a flamethrower behind me. I just feel like you need, I feel like I see this and you need to step your game up. I don't mind it. You might have to make some enhancements over there behind your setup. Yeah. Well, hopefully he get uh, he's safe. Yeah. I think he's safe. Uh, it's just you know you just hope that every the way everything is set up is uh, the right way. Yeah, I, that's I, what I I, I, I would hope that I don't know maybe he's got some support. Uh, maybe some family members are in this business. I don't know. Mm hmm. Crows helping wallabies, but not safe for work. What? Yes, um, it's actually safe for work. Weird. It's a uh, maybe a little bit bloody. Bloody. What, what are you talking about, Will? Why? Um, so this this is um, cam footage uh, set in the wilderness. And um, there's food in front of the camera where they could film wilderbees or wallabies. 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 <laughs> Which is like a little kangaroo-like thing. And um, they happen to film this wallaby who is covered in ticks. Oh, yeah. Like massive ticks, mm -hmm. and this wallaby is just um, trying to get some food from this bucket. Yeah, and you can kind of see here it kind of like flicks away really quickly, and you don't see it on camera, but you can kind of maybe see in the corner yeah, that there's it. a crow's beak. Yeah, like that's um, kind of pecking at him. Mm -hmm. And what you see in this video, like eventually, is there's several crows that's literally trying to eat the ticks off of this wallaby. That is wild. And successfully doing it. And if the food wasn't there, then the wallaby wouldn't be still enough for a long enough period of time to create yeah. the opportunity for the crow to eat the bugs on the coat of the wallaby. Yeah. Wow. They'll probably try to run away. Um, Amazing. You can kind of see the wallaby like a little frustrated. Like, why well, sure, are these sure. birds pecking at me? Um, yeah, the wallaby has no idea. Obviously, yeah. it feels like pain. They're like, these birds are just bugging me. But in the end, the wallaby wins. Yes. And so do the birds. And so do the birds. Yes. They get a, a meal ticket. Wow. And so, they picked every single one off. Mm-hmm. Damn, that is well nature, man. Nature does nature is, helping know, nature. Mysterious, mysterious ways. Everybody can win in a scenario like that mm -hmm. is very, very interesting. Yeah. Symbiotic relationship. Shout mm -hmm. out someone somewhere. Is this yours? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. This is a video that was suggested to me on YouTube. Is it the last one? It's the last one. Oh, yeah. This is a video that was suggested to me on YouTube. Look at this. 123,000 thumbs up, 666 down. The people that are into this love this. Uh, this is for those that are into language and accents. Here we have a London accent all the way from the 14th to the 21st century and the progression and, and sort of how it changes. 
Uh, in order to hear what a London accent sounded like in the 14th century, we'll skip forward to like the minute 40 mark, somewhere around there. Yeah, right around here. And give us some volume and just hit play. So this is the like 1346, 1300s. Eddie never to fall apart, dusky shape in modern day. And the wall was teeth about him. And we said on thy father, your wall hath moths. Tat moths in the uh, in the arms, tat moths in the shoulders, tat moths in the elbows, and not the wool alone. Your hair hath moths, your head hath them. Uh, he was twenty, should say, and he was no child then. Um, my father then sat up and said, "If that he have moths, then to having moths is to bane myself." And he knew not what told to have me bane if not myself. Go ahead, Will. Did we told him anything more? What's than he telling you? <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Something about moths. <laughs> moths. <laughs> moths. They're talking about moths in the coat. And the guy's saying, if I do have moths, I'll burn myself. It's But it's, it's wild, right? That's English in 1346. Mm. Now go somewhere in the middle of the video. Maybe, yeah, sure. So we're all the way up to 1706. Let's give this a shot. Shout out and Weekender, the by the way. To the ground, and the buttress was burned to the ground, and the uh, greengrocers was burned to the ground. And this was in the middle of London. And if you climbed up on the roof, you could see it from here. The flames would have been 100 yards high, and it was windy, blowing winds, and you could see the fire bright across the sky. Uh... And where we are here, the wind was blowing the fire right towards us, so you couldn't. What see do you think sun. now? Seventeen oh six, no problem, right? It has like um, Irish tinge, right? A but, little bit, but you can discern every single word. Yeah, by seventeen oh six. Now go somewhere earlier. Go to like fifteen hundred, right around there. Yeah. So this is the in between. We saw all sorts there. I. Snared rabbits to sell down the market, so I never put my uh, knife in anything bigger than a rabbit till I was twenty. Discernible. Father insisted on. Yeah, I don't mind this one. Slaughtering, but the ones came down to me snare. Uh, I know the spot they ran through. I put a snare in this hedge. The ones came down to it all morning and found there was a weasel in there, still alive. Weasel. And weasel. Weasels are vicious things. <clears throat> So I got the biggest like grey stick I could find and knocked it over the head. He knocked it over the head. Amazing recordings, amazing recordings. And yeah. uh, you might as well go all the way to the end as well and show, uh, maybe, yeah, here we go, 2006. Family. So we used to go all around the houses on Christmas Eve singing carols because all but one of us was lucky enough to have Christmas off work, Christmas Eve off work. So we went around singing... And when I was about 20, it snowed in some parts of London on Christmas Eve. This was back in the 60s. And it snowed properly too. It wasn't just a thin layer. It was proper snow that your foot crunched right into. And me and my sister never seen anything like it. That, that's your Aunt Beryl. We never, we'd never seen proper snow before apart from on the telly. And in pictures, you can sort of tell how this is, um, crunchy it is from looking at... There's a very, very specific telly. region to this. Because this sounds like Ricky Gervais. In a way. Well, it's London. Like it's a London accent. London. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a London accent. And it, it, he's got these charts on screen for those that are just listening that sort of break down some of the words and sounds that are typical 
and and in that era how they're pronounced. And so there's there's actually a meaning, of course, to this to these slides, uh, talking about how uh, diphthongs and year and there and how these things are pronounced. It's all very interesting, and they can go back and forth between eras, and there can be trends and things like that. But you can go check out the video and see everywhere in between, and without captions turned on, mm. you can see how far back you can go while still understanding what's being said. And this is the one guy who's doing it? Oh, No, I don't believe so. No, oh. no, no. It's links to a couple of books about the reconstruction of earlier English pronunciation linked in the description. I think it's, a, co- it? I think it's a collection. Oh, okay. Of, uh, go to the description. Let's just be sure on this. Uh, English pronunciation. I recommend Cambridge. Uh, keep going down. Oh, the chapters on. Oh no no no. Yeah, these are these are recordings. They're really good recordings. They're record. Yeah, but I think they're recordings like from audiobooks and recent oh, publications where the expert w- or the expertise would be to mm. de- deliver it in the same way that it was written. Yeah. Because you would take a text and then uh, dialogue. I'm pretty sure this was going on. But anyway, um, I'm not going to lie, Will. What happened was he put a link in the video at the very beginning that said, if you want to go straight to the dialogue, go forward in the video. Right. As opposed to listening to the backstory. So that's what I did. And then I started reading each slide and just focusing solely on the accents as opposed to uh, where they were sourced from. Recordings. Um, okay, so he so yes. yeah. yeah links to a couple so, books so about the reconstruction of earlier English pronunciation are linked to the description. Simon Roper. Anyway, it's a very cool video, and uh, yeah, three million views, which is a lot for his channel. He has one hundred sixty thousand subscribers, but I find it to be really interesting, mm-hmm. and you might find it to be interesting as well. So. Go give it a crack. Thank you to everybody who joined us here today. Thank you to everybody that gave us the super chats. We really do appreciate it. Thank you to Mo, even though he had the heart out today. We appreciate his presence. Thank you to Will, obviously. And thank you to all the amazing stories and amazing people doing things on the internet, uh, giving us uh, something that's worthwhile to talk about every single day. Uh, We will be back. We're always back. Things happen. We tell you about things that happened and are happening, and we'll do the same tomorrow. Thanks again.